Welcome to the Questions of Faith podcast. I'm Brad Stevens here with Dr. Timothy Laredo. And the question that we will be presenting to Dr. Laredo today is, what is holiness? Mm, yeah, holiness is uh, one of those words that is, uh, it's all throughout scripture and it has uh, a lot of connotations to it. We're going to be looking at holy time and holy ground and holy nation, holy people. Uh, we're going to be looking at holy church. I mean, there's there's a lot uh, that's in the word holy and a lot of things that uh, has some baggage as well uh, that we will talk about. But, but holiness is a thoroughly biblical subject that is often... Um, underappreciated and so let's talk about it well here we are podcast number 14 i believe we have uh 38 to go yeah for the year at least (laughs) to to have our goal of doing one a week for the entire year this has been i always say adventure and i mean maybe it it, but it has been an adventure we've learned we've grown yeah um uh, we've had good constructive feedback we've had funny feedback sure um uh, and it's it's been awesome for me i've really enjoyed uh the back end of putting these together yeah and um also just conversating with you and drawing from your immense wealth of knowledge Uh, oh well I want to say publicly that uh, really you do an awesome job of uh, producing the show. That's and a I lot know, of fun. <laughs> I know you weren't uh, expecting me to say that, but like seriously, it's very, very well produced and you make me sound better than I really am. So that's awesome. Uh, a little bit of reverb can really go a long way. So <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. No, it's, it's, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has. And yeah. we last week we had a pretty serious conversation. Mm, yeah. Um, it was a pretty heavy theme where I think we're lightening it up a little bit. <laughs> Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. We'll see. Maybe not. Yeah. But um, the question that I'm presenting to you this week is, what is holiness? Mm. And um, within certain frameworks and certain circles, that can be very controversial. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but biblically, yeah. um, uh, what, what, Dr. Tim, is mm. holiness? Mm. It's a really good question and one that is... Um, it's central to the Bible and central to um, us as believers to understand. It's a really important question, and so it does get a lot of um, attention and does get a lot of um, focus, but it, it needs to um, because it is a biblical theme, um, but Sometimes the attention that it gets um, can be extra biblical, right? Mm. And that's where some of the problems okay. can can lie in. But uh, approaching it from a biblical perspective, um, we want we want to say first of all that holiness uh, is a thoroughly biblical theme. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but I know it's close to a thousand times in Scripture the word holy, holiness, is mentioned. Like, it's all over Scripture. Um, And yes, it's a lot in the Old Testament, um, but its theme is not neglected at all in the New Testament. Like, it's there uh, everywhere. Um, And so, uh, yeah, it's a really important theme uh, that that needs to be addressed. Um, But as you kind of alluded to, you know, the term holiness, uh, holy... It, it's a loaded term. It's a term that comes with uh, a lot of responses to it. Uh, you know, a lot of people react differently. What are some of the reactions that that, that you've seen or heard or come to your mind? Uh, oh, man. Well, uh, some people can get very uh, passionate mm-hmm. about what it is and isn't. Mm. And I think it's probably been possibly misdefined. Mm. 
Um, and I re- one thing I really enjoy about this podcast is a lot of times you will have definite def- biblical definitions mm-hmm. for things. Yeah. And um, a lot of these different terms and themes that we've gone through, by the end of the podcast, we will be able to look at it and say, okay, hope is this. Yeah. You know, yeah. biblical contentment is mm. this. Yeah. So what I am hoping uh, is <laughs> you that have your confidence end, in yeah what my confidence in is that by the end of this episode i will have a biblical definition mm. for what um holiness mm. is yeah and um that would be uh, uh something that we would like to uh, serve for our listeners to have that um that understanding so let's let's dive into it okay? let's do it So, at its most basic um, form, the uh, the word holy, uh, the Hebrew word for that is kodesh. Kodesh. Okay. Yep. Kodesh, and it simply, literally means separation or the act of setting apart. And you've heard it here, folks. That's the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for joining. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, that's terrible. You're right. Okay, so setting apart. Right. Yes. This idea of it being separate from, uh, set apart from something else. Okay, uh, one of the ways that I I love to help us help to think about um, holiness and holy is I like to use the the, the word other. Okay, so um, holiness, what it is, is it's otherness. Mm, okay. Okay. We're inventing words here. I like it. <laughs> yeah, it's this idea of that it's that's what set apart is. That's what um, you know, to be um, you know, uh separate is. It's it's other. Okay. When when I say separate and, and set apart, you know, it kind of has a, but when you use that word other, I mm-hmm. think it helps to maybe give us a better picture of what this word holy really means is it's it's about otherness it's about showing a clear distinction between from one thing and another thing it's mm-hmm. this okay this is something but this is something other mm, completely different completely different right mm-hmm. and so so to say that god is holy we're going to start with god um because this this idea of holy uh, is a part of his nature okay i kind of see i think i see where you're going yeah you can kind of get this picture okay mm-hmm. and this will help us uh, to pl- flesh out this this meaning but so to say god is holy literally we're saying he's set apart he's distinct from his creation from everything that he's made he is utterly distinct from it he is other mm-hmm. than what he has made uh he is uh in no way shape or form uh, bound by creation uh, or set in you know space time or anything like that like he is uh, by his very essence he is other than everything that is material and we talked about that as yes. his nature within him being spirit mm-hmm. right remember that in that episode if you didn't listen to that episode you that very be, good. be a, a helpful um, one to uh, to go back and listen to uh, as part of this so um, but his his character, his nature of holiness is when we're saying that about God, we're simply saying that He is other than 
everything else in the material created world uh, and really everything else that includes you know even spirit beings like angels and demons and that type of stuff when we're saying god is holy we're saying he is set apart he's other than all of those other things okay going back to that um worshiping and spirit conversation that we mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. now is spirit other is our spirit other um well that's that's a really good question so it is it is distinct from the material world yes um and so in in a broad sense of the word it is holy it is set apart um but when we're talking about it in relationship to god god is an another another other <laughs> yeah another um, level of it, other well yeah so okay this broad term of holiness holy is all we're saying is it's other than it's separate so mm-hmm. i mean you can use this term in a, a myriad of different ways okay you know like so um you know i am uh distinct from my wife we're separate we're different beings right we're different um and they're in that basic form we uh you know i am separate i'm holy i'm different distinct from her you know in that very uh specific you know mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. but we're we're both human <laughs> we're both you know we're we're, yes. we're very we're we're the same and we're we're one right so we're this union so when i'm using this term but there's another level of other between you and your pet dog yes okay yes I see. yes so there, there can be similarities there could be differences there okay but other in its general sense is set apart yes but when we're talking about god and holy there's this whole another level of other exactly. which is really only right yes yes okay. um he is uh distinct in his holiness um from everything else you know so you use the example of a dog you know um so a dog doesn't have spirit right and so right. a dog or cat i don't want to bust anybody's theological uh <laughs> that's another question for another day Dr. Uh, <laughs> regarding animals right but uh, they don't have spirit within them right so we yes. would be holy from them separate from them and our essence of who we are mm-hmm. um, because we have spirit within us and we would say god is uh other than everything in material world um you and i included everything else um he is wholly set apart he is other than that and so the, the the this broad term can be used in a lot of different ways but when we're talking about holiness it has this other component to it but it also has moral ob- uh connotations as well okay okay and so, not only are we saying that God is other, but when when we're saying He's holy, but we're we're saying that He is morally righteous, and He is, um, you know, He is pure in His um, essence of who He is, free from corruption, free from any type of moral, um, you know, sin or anything like that, and so. Well, so what makes this term holy a little bit complicated a lot of times and where it gets its, uh, you know, sometimes it gets um, a little uh, hard for people to grasp is this idea that it's this otherness uh, that's set apart, but it also has a moral component to it. It also has a righteous, 
a pure um, connotation to it as well. So we're not just talking about otherness, you know, mm-hmm. like we talked to, we used a couple of different examples, you know, well, this is other and it's not the same as this. So then it's holy, right? Well, that doesn't say anything about its moral standing. Mm-hmm. It could, it could be bad. It could be totally bad. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so that word holy, the other. Yeah. So it's gotta be talking about holiness in relation to God is paired with this moral purity. Yes. Yes. So it's this otherness that is the, pure. The that epitome of Yes, yeah. So when we're talking about God, um, you know, He is uh, in His nature. He is, um, you know, completely one hundred percent right righteous. Um, he is without any um, type of sin or um, uh, moral failure in Him. Um, and so um, we can't say that of ourselves. Right, but right. we're called to be holy, and we'll, we'll talk about that. That's a little bit farther down the, down the line. But for where we're at right now, I want us to have this broad framework of understanding what holiness is. It's this this otherness that has, um, when it comes to God, it has um, this complete uh, otherness, complete difference, and it's righteous, it's moral purity that is associated with it. And so when we're saying God is holy, we're saying he's distinct, he's other, he's completely separate from everything else that is, and and he is pure in his um, his moral being, and he in to his... The f- to the, to, to the fullest to the fullest extent, extent. yes exactly mm-hmm. and so um this this holiness of god um when talking about god it it describes both his goodness so his moral character his righteousness his goodness but it also uh has this idea of power associated with it because as he is distinct from this world, as the creator of it, he has power, right? So that wholly separate part of who he is, that separate, that means that he has power, right? Because he has created everything uh, from the words of his mouth, right? From speaking, he spoke everything into existence. And so he has power. That holiness, separateness uh, means he has power. But as part of the um, moral purity, it means he's good. It means he's righteous. It means he is one who is morally pure. And so, um, uh, one way that I, I like to picture this and help help us to understand this idea of holiness is to use the analogy of the sun. Okay. Okay. So the sun is powerful. It's bright. It is you know this giant ball of gas that is. Um, it is super powerful. It's powerful, and it's it's other. It's separate, distinct from everything else in our solar system, right? We okay. our solar system has one sun. Yes, and the sun is holy in our solar system. It's distinct in our solar system, and because of its power, it enables life. It does. It brings life to our planet mm-hmm. and to, like, if that holy object that was sep- removed, was removed, we would be no more. Right. It it is the thing which enables everything else to have life, and so it's good. Mm-hmm. It's a very good thing, right? Okay. The sun is good. It is. <laughs> it, 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 
it's also dangerous it's also dangerous yeah okay. it's also very powerful okay because of its what it's what it consists of is uh is also holy there's nothing else like that but it is um it is powerful and extremely dangerous when approached um and you know even just looking at it can be painful and okay. can be harmful yes. right and so this this uh, this picture of the sun i think really helps us to understand uh, uh better what holiness is it's this object that is uh, distinct in our universe that bring is good it brings life and it brings so much uh wonderful things but it's also because of what it is it's powerful and dangerous and needs to be revered and needs to be um you know respected for what it is and its power that's associated with it um and so um, that framework of thinking about what holiness is as a definition will really be helpful as we go through and look at different examples and uh, flesh out what is holiness So we broke down this this simplified definition of holiness into holy, mm-hmm. and now it is other, but at the same time, in relation to God, is morally pure. Mm-hmm. It is powerful. It can bring God can bring life mm-hmm. into our lives, just like the sun brings life into our solar system. But it also can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. It needs to be respected. Yeah. So yeah. so where does Good. that leave us? Yeah. And so um, this idea of God's holiness is. One of the central themes of Scripture as he has revealed himself who he is over and over in the uh, Scriptures when God is talking about himself, right, and revealing who he is, he says, I am holy, I am holy, I am holy. Okay. And it's this um, this self-revelation that God is wanting his people to understand uh, his, his core essence of who he is, this other mm-hmm. um, supreme being that has all power, right? And by the essence of who he is, has, um, you know, is to be revered and is to be uh, one who is to be approached in with reverence and that type of stuff. I mean, you even think of the example in the Old Testament of uh, when the priest would go into the Holy of Holies, right? The place where the Ark of the Covenant was and the place where the presence of God would fall. Mm-hmm. Like they had to do all of these uh, ritual, ritualistic um, washing and um, purification process. Mm-hmm. Um, and even as, 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 you know, this is a little bit, different but like they would tie uh, a, a a rope to their leg and they would have bells yes. on their uh, on their mm-hmm. and so like the bells were oh he's still moving right yes he's still alive right and the rope was there for if he the, died he died yeah you're not going in the holy of holies mm-hmm. to pull this guy out Mm-mm. right um you and if this guy wasn't prepared in the right way yeah he dies definitely i mean yeah. that it's crazy that that became a problem mm. and they had to figure out a way Sure. To 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 fix this, we got to get this guy out of here. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. you think about it. You know, yeah. I mean, that happened enough. But reading through that, um, a lot of those those rituals and also those 
items over and over. You mentioned mm-hmm. it. It says, God says, and this is most holy. Mm-hmm. And all of these different things, their description, what God chose to describe it as, was being holy. Right. Yeah. And, you know, all these different, um, you know, talking about the Old Testament and the tabernacle, and these things were the tabernacle and uh, the temple and these different, they were, these were holy places. Mm-hmm. So, like the tabernacle, like the, the the different instruments, they were holy. And what that means is these instruments were only used for this. This this instrument was set apart from all other instruments. Mm, other. Yes. This instrument, uh this 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 bowl of washing, uh it was it, you don't use this bowl Mm-hmm. Just every day to it's wash not outside the local bathroom, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. this is not just your normal everyday bowl, right? This mm-hmm. bowl is holy; it's mm-hmm. separate because it's serving a function for uh, for God. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so so this idea that um, you know holiness is something that is um, is bad, or that is you know it can be bad. When approached in a wrong way, you know, mm-hmm. you think of like Uzzah, you know, in the Old Testament, the, with yes. the, he touched the uh, the Ark of the, the Covenant and he dies immediately, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it's powerful, it's dangerous, um, but it's also such a good thing that it is, you know, the presence of God and the power of God, the glory of God, and so uh, this. Old Testament pictures are this pictures of revering God and uh, and following God's commands in order that um, we approach this holy God um, in a proper manner um, for uh, to be able to commune with God. And so, um, as a completely separate, set apart God. Uh, being God is not morally neutral towards good and evil. He is this, uh, you know, one who is completely uh, set apart in who he is, and that set apartness, that otherness, is all goodness, mm-hmm. is all pureness, and so that's God takes delight in truth and righteousness and purity, and God hates lies and unrighteousness and sin. And so we see in different examples, um, I'm thinking of uh, one in Isaiah chapter 6, right? Familiar story where the prophet Isaiah, he uh, has this encounter with God, right? And he hears the angels. um, The angels are in the presence of God. Isaiah is having this vision. And with two wings they are covering the they're covering their face with two they're covering their feet and with two they're flying and it's this they're in the presence of god these spirit beings and yet they cannot see this otherness and they can't even approach this otherness with their feet their the, mm-hmm. the, their feet but it's this like total um, reverence of what this being is. And Isaiah, when he sees this vision, he, the Bible says he falls down like he's dead, right? And he has this moment uh, where one of the angels takes a coal 
and puts it on his lips, and he, he's in telling him that your impurities have been made whole. Your um, your what has made you impure? Your speech. Right? We could mm-hmm. get into all that, but but just for sake of this um, this question here, understanding that that Isaiah had to go through a process of purification to be a part of this, you know, mm-hmm. approaching of the holy. And you, you see this in a lot of different places, and we'll get to, to some of them. But but God's holiness is a powerful force that must be treated uh, with with respect and because it can bring life and death. And um, I think a lot of times when we talk about holiness in a modern context, it has lost a lot of its reverence <laughs> associated with it. It is holiness has become a term uh, that is either uh, one which is despised um, or one which is used as almost a weapon, mm. you know, to try to get somebody to do something that they want to do, mm-hmm. they want them to do. And it's, it's it really as a, it's about this, this, I am serving this other God, this God who is distinct and um we're going to get to it here in a little bit but he has called me to be other as well and so holiness has much more to do with uh the character and the nature of who god is uh and a lot less to do with man-centered things Mm. right um and so god's holiness really has more to do with spirit Mm. than with um, what we're dealing with physical. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, the physical has a part to play in it, mm-hmm. uh, just like you see in the Old Testament. Like the, they had to be, uh, they had these rituals that were physical, right? Mm-hmm. To to approach, but these, but the definition of holiness mm-hmm. is in its essence other than anything we could do here. Sure. Okay. Sure. That, that's the distinction I'm trying to yeah, make sure is yeah. right in my head. Yeah, um, and so when we when, when we talk about the uh, the life of holiness, you know, it's rooted in this awe and adoration of who God is, mm-hmm. right? So uh, we're going to talk about holiness uh, in more detail as far as you know what that means as far as living that out, but but i think we have to first start at this ground basis level of holiness at its core has to have this deep reverence and awe for of, who god is of the holy one yes okay. yeah of mm-hmm. the of the other one of the, the one other. who mm-hmm. is separate and morally pure mm-hmm. and um and when holiness loses that awe and reverence of a holy god it can quickly turn into things that aren't holy at all. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the basis of holiness is this first having this deep um, reverence and uh, respect for who God is and as this being that is distinct from who I am and who is morally pure and recognizing I'm not that. And so, uh, you know, it's, it's um, this idea of salvation being a work of God's holiness being uh, imparted into us is a um, 
is a really, if you really sit and think about it, it's a really powerful thing to think that this being, this other being uh, uh, that is completely pure, uh, would desire to uh, put his purity within me and to desire that I would be holy like he is holy um, is a really, um, it's a powerful thing. And, and well, so to put it on a, a, on a minute scale, mm. it's going back to that universe mm, kind of yeah. idea. It's like the sun inside of me mm, yeah you know like yeah. the, the the impossibility of that sure but then also the possibility of that that, mm. that, that we're able to yes. partake in that which goes back to that awe moment yeah absolutely the oneness okay yeah cool. uh, you know here's here's an illustration that might help to go along that you know thinking of us as being like the moon mm. and so like the moon reflects the light of the sun but it has no light in itself. It has no power of uh, illumination in itself. Right. But as this reflector, man, the moon is powerful. It is. And is something that, uh, you know, from Genesis 1, God set it up to rule the night. Mm-hmm. Like it has this, uh, this powerful uh, opportunity to spread light in mm-hmm. darkness. But it is reliant solely Upon the sun. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that being really at its fundamental core, what um, holiness is for in our lives is that we are this conduit of light that reflects the holiness of uh, of someone else. Like we're not we're not showing off our holiness ever. It's like the it's like comparing the moon to the sun. Yeah, ever. At what (laughs) moment does the moon Ever hold a candle. (laughs) Yeah, is ever like, hey, guys, I am this bright being. No, everybody's like, you know, it is is a just a mere reflector of the real powerful, um, holy uh, entity in our Mm -hmm. our galaxy. And so this idea of recognizing what holiness is and recognizing its power – uh, and then understanding our association mm-hmm. with that our place, yeah, is a really good beginning place to think about what holiness is. So we've got this basic framework for understanding what holiness is, and kind of seeing a little bit um, of what how part yeah how that, that how that fr- framework uh, relates to us. I, w- I want to go to uh, to uh, some scriptures and show how holiness works within scripture to help us to see uh, maybe a little bit deeper how it can work within our lives as well. And so, uh, first I want to start off by recognizing some different categories of holy. So, uh, one of them is holy time. Okay. Okay, holy time. Holy time. And so, um, God creates everything, right, in Genesis, 
And the, the Bible says that you know, the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And the seventh day, God finished the work that he had done and rested on the seventh day from all his work that he had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Holy, right? Mm. What the seventh day is, is it's distinct. It's other. It's other from all the other days. Mm-hmm. And different. so, yes. And so, this idea of God resting on the seventh day wasn't like, oh man, I'm so tired. <laughs> I've worked six days. Like, I got to rest today. Yeah. Right. But what is God doing? God is setting up this pattern of holy time mm. and showing that not all time is the same, mm. that there's different time. He's laying groundwork for a principle yes. that will be carried out throughout. The rest of scripture. The rest of eternity. Yeah. Well, it, the rest of time sure, as we know it. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. So you think about it, God creates time uh-huh. and then he shows that all time is not the same. Okay. There's different time. Okay. Holy time. There's holy time, right? Uh he he's doing this in a lot of different ways. God is, and you know, he's 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 he divides up all, you know, there's humans are different than the you know, he's showing these distinctions, but he's doing that with time as well. And and so that's what, you know, in in and when God gives his Ten Commandments to Moses, uh in Exodus chapter twenty, uh he says, Remember the Sabbath day, keep it holy. You know, six days, you're to labor and do all your work. The seventh day, this is a Sabbath. This is a day of um, that is separate from all the other days. It's not the mm-hmm. same. Mm-hmm. Every time I see holy, I'm going to see other now. <laughs> Good. That's that's awesome. Keep the Sabbath. It's other. It's other. It's different. It's different. Yes. Yeah, that, that word other really helps um, mm-hmm. to have a, a frame. Because the word holy is so, it's just thrown around a lot, yeah. and it doesn't have a lot of meaning to it. It can, mm-hmm. it's lost, a lot of times it's lost that meaning of otherness. Um, but, but so, so God is, is, is saying not all time is the same, that there is uh, other time that is set apart. And so, um, you know, that has implications, um, for us today. You know, we can, we can talk about that if you want to. Uh, but this idea of holy time is something that, um, God desires that we, participate in we participate in holy time mm-hmm. um that's what um worship is about that's what you know sunday is about that's what um you know living out an experience of uh the fellowship of believers is about it's that group of assembly is holy time mm-hmm. and that meeting is not like any other meeting that you go to. It's separate. It's other. It's holy time. And you should treat it that way. Yeah. And you have a responsibility to. And if you choose to treat it as any other day, mm-hmm. like as, as a normal day, yeah, there's, there's going to be repercussions for that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh-huh. A lot of responsibility falls on us. Yeah. And, you know, I think um, that's something that we as... Uh, you know, modern 21st century Christians, um, uh, if we're not careful, we can fall into this idea where, uh, you know, Sunday church is just something I do along with everything else that I do in my week. Okay. <laughs> I got a side note. Okay. Maybe this is, uh, this is a little bit different. So who gets to, to define in our modern day mm. time, what is other time? Mm. Like who gets to define that? Okay. Sundays is mm. Sabbath because some people believe that Saturdays uh, right, are right, Sabbath. Right, 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 so right. W- where do we find that 
distinct midweek service. Uh, you know, yeah. how how do we know that this it truly is other time? Mm, good. Yeah, that's a whole nother question. That would be a whole, whole nother podcast. Yeah, that would be a whole nother podcast. But real quick, much to unpack. Yeah, but real quick, um, you know, so the Sabbath used to be from a Jewish perspective, Old Testament was on Saturday. Yes. Right. Uh, that's Shabbat uh-huh. is, 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 was on Saturday. Um, but from a New Testament perspective, you know, we worship on Sunday because that's the day that Christ rose from the grave. Okay. Uh, he rose on the first day of the week, which mm-hmm. is Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so what we do every Sunday is this, whether we realize it or not, whether people realize it or not, what we're doing is we are, honoring his resurrection every sunday it's the first day of the week and we're honoring him with the first fruits quote unquote of our week and we're making holy time in that first week and the first time of our uh, of our week um, you're setting aside other time to appreciate and be sure, thankful for what sure. christ did yeah now you know if if you can't do Sunday, you know, we're not saying that, that that's the only day mm-hmm. that you can, but 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 the principle of you need holy time, mm-hmm. that holy time needs to be a part of your regular life, that mm-hmm. you can't just, your time is not your own, mm-hmm. but there's holy time. Mm-hmm. Part of it needs to go to God. Um, so we, we talked in um, uh, biblical... Um, the co- biblical convictions episodes about how there are certain things that, mm. that is, cannot... You, we have to follow these things. Mm-hmm. And you mentioned that one of those was um, uh, joining with the fellowship of right. believers. Not forsaking the fellowship. Not yeah. forsaking the fellowship of believers. So is that kind, is that principle kind of manipulated by culture and time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be influenced by those things. Okay. Um, I, I would mm-hmm. use the word influenced. Influence. Uh, yeah, it's been influenced by those things. And that's not bad. Um, you know, us worshiping on Sunday morning is influenced mm-hmm. by the early church, mm-hmm. and they're doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I would say probably ninety percent of Christians within, mm-hmm. um, would you say, America mm-hmm. worship on Sunday. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so that principle that's there that everyone, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. But it, it, even in our culture, um, it used to be that Sunday was a holy day, uh-huh. even for people that weren't. Christians, like our culture had made it this a point. This is true. Yeah, like um, businesses weren't open on Sunday, mm-hmm. you know, um, you, you didn't go out and do all these things on Sunday. You know, even that principle a, was followed out. Yes. Okay. And that's a biblical principle, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, our culture has so changed to the point where, um, you know, our culture doesn't recognize holy time at all, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and that's what a secular so culture is going to do. Yeah, so you can't solely ba- go based off a of culture, right? That's why biblical we need a biblical culture, biblical authority. Yeah, okay, and, supersedes all. And the problem becomes when uh, the church becomes influenced by um, by the culture. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, I, I don't want to get on a rabbit trail. I don't want this podcast to get too long, <laughs> but. My soul grieves at a level that I can't even articulate for times where the church makes holy time secular time. Mm. Well, I think they choose what is other. Mm -hmm. Their other Mm -hmm. is not Mm -hmm. um, the morally pure Mm -hmm. holy other. They make... Another other sure. in their heart. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, okay. I mean, just for an example, which, you know, is super popular in our culture now, Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, yes. like, that is mixing the holy 
and the profane mm-hmm. in such a level that like I don't think people really realize what they're doing. Like I'm not I'm not I'm not saying that like people are you know I'm I'm not trying to throw stones, but mm-hmm. what I am trying to do is help us to see like oh wow, how much of our culture has influenced and taken away our holy time. Mm-hmm. And that we we don't we don't recognize that it's stolen holy time from us. Wow. And that's the thing that I want to say we need to guard against mm-hmm. is that. Okay. So, so my apologies. No. Rabbit trail, <laughs> Hopefully. But, um, yeah. uh, time is holy. Yeah. And time there is, is holy. other time. Yes. There's other time. Okay. So next one. Can we go on to the next one? Uh, the next one would be holy ground. Okay. Holy ground. Holy ground. Right. And you see this um, in Exodus chapter three, Moses um, has this encounter with Yahweh. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Lord, the, capital L, capital O, capital right? R, well, capital actually, yeah. In that context, he's it's it's translated "I am that I am," mm-hmm. um, but it's yeah, it's it's Yahweh. He's revealing his name, who he is, uh, and he's "I am that I am," um, and this burning bush moment. And the first thing that Yahweh says is, "Take off your f- shoes, because you're on holy ground." This, this, is, this is a physical thing. Yes. That is holy. A physical place. Yes. That is this, holy. This place, this mount that he is on, which is actually Mount Sinai, mm-hmm. is, is not the same as every other mount. Oh, okay. This place, Moses, that you are standing on, because I am here, it's not the same as anywhere else. It's Holy ground. Uh, shout now. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. And 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 what is it that makes it holy ground? God. God. Right. He's the one that makes it holy. Right. Um, and so this this moment of Moses is stepping on a different ground than he'd ever stepped on before. And and recognizing that I know this is a little bit of a, a minor detail, maybe, but like he's removing the barrier of fleshly carnal things mm-hmm. right i mean i'm using that as a picture yeah. now he's rem- he's he's saying the 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 things that i i've been trekking all over unholy ground with these things uh-huh. that has no place here that has no place here and here so i'm gonna, spirit to spirit yes mm-hmm. here is wow. um here's different and mm-hmm. so here's other I'm gonna take I'm gonna take off the thing that I've you know I've been I've been hanging out with sheep walking through you know sheep dung and all that stuff yeah, right it's great um and I've just have a moment here that is it's good uh, that is holy and so yeah this is this is not just in that moment in Joshua chapter five Joshua has mm-hmm. this um this theophany this uh, encounter with uh, Christ in the Old Testament and. Um, he called the captain of the Lord of Hosts, and and as he has this approach, he is told the captain of the Lord of Hosts says to Joshua, "Remove your sandals from your feet, for the place where you're standing is holy." All right. So again, this picture of where God is that is holy ground, right? And so it needs to be treated that area that 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 physical space doesn't need to be treated just like any other space yeah and you see that also in the tabernacle and in the temple right they treat that place as distinct and as holy um because of the presence of of god
So we got holy time and we got holy ground. Okay. Now I want to draw our attention to a holy nation. Okay. So one of the most important chapters in all of the Old Testament is Exodus chapter 19. And it's this moment where uh, they're back on Mount Sinai. Okay. This is the holy ground place. Yes. Remember from Exodus chapter three. Mm-hmm. And they're back here, and God is uh, makes a covenant with Israel, and He tells them, "I'm going to be your God. You're going to be my people." And He tells them in verse six, He says, "Now, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be uh, my own possession among all people, for all the earth is mine, and you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation." Mm. So you. Israel, you are going to be wholly distinct, other than, than all the else. other nations. Okay, than all the other nations yes. in this world. Uh, I have chosen you, and because I have chosen you, that makes you stand out, distinct as a nation um, from all the other nations in the world, and that's why. You know, a lot of times people, um, you know, get hung up on this, you know, uh, why is Israel having to do all these things? Why is Israel, you know, it seems like these weird things that God is asking them to do and to be and to live and all. Well, when your definition is weird and different and other, I mean, you're going to be doing other things. Right. And, and, And it's this moment where God is saying, okay, you're other, so we have to live other. Okay. Right, you you can't you can't live like the other nations. You can't um, you can't do business like the other nations. And so we're going to have um, this this time of the year of jubilee. Right? Yes. You can't um, you know you can't do all these things that the other nations are doing. You can't. Um, that's why you can't marry <laughs> into those other nations because they're going to lead you to idolatry and false uh, gods. And so, holy nation is what Israel was called to be, a kingdom of priests. What was a priest? A priest was one who was the, uh, you know, one, the vessel in which God um, poured and and spoke and used to uh, minister to other people. And so, um, this idea of a holy nation, and and this verse is used a lot uh, in the New Testament out of context, uh, imagine that. But it's 1 Peter 2, verse 9, says, you are a chosen people, right? Mm-hmm. A chosen race. You are a royal priesthood. You are a holy nation, a peculiar people, that you should show forth the praises of him who brought you out of darkness into his light. And a lot of times people are like, oh, peculiar, peculiar, you know, and like that. So let's just be weird, right? And that, that's not what he's talking about. But do you see uh, within that framework of what he's he's pulling out, Exodus 19, saying you're to be a holy people, you're set apart. You are this priesthood. And Peter is pulling that out and saying, we as New Testament believers, that's who we are. That's what we have um, been called to be. We are that holy nation. We are that holy people, that separate people um, that 
that people that stand out from all the other people in the world, these people who are disciples and followers of Christ. You see that? Yeah, so a lot of this, does it go back to when that, that veil was ripped mm-hmm. and the nation of Israel was no longer the only other nation? Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. we all can be a part of that other? Mm. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it has to do with the atoning work of Christ. Yes. Uh, and what he did uh, on the cross um, coming to save the world, you know, uh, God so loved the world. So for, yeah. for nearly 4,000 years, was Israel the only other nation then? Like, was there any hope for anyone else during that time? Mm, good question. Yeah. So um, those there were there's many uh, examples of people um, who came into the nation of Israel, like Ruth and uh, different ones who um, um, were um, brought in to God's people, right? Yes. And so uh, it was possible to become a part of the nation of Israel and to become a part of God's people. But you did that via through the mm-hmm. God's people. Mm-hmm. That's how you became yes. a part of God's people is you did that through mm-hmm. God's chosen people of Israel. Does that make sense? Right. It so does. there's examples mm-hmm. of that all throughout the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, in a New Testament perspective, the entrance into that is through Christ. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right. And it's not Which a. Which honestly is, is, is a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> majorly easier. Than changing nationalities, <laughs> sure, honestly, sure. yeah. In some ways, it is. Uh-huh. In some ways, it's just as difficult to change your culture. Oh, this is true, right? You, you see, I see what where I'm you're coming from? Coming yes. from because yes. what we're called there's a, there's a new problem. To, there's a new problem mm-hmm. because what we're called to is to call to live out a kingdom culture, a a uh, 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 Christ culture that is in complete opposition to exactly. the other that we are trying. Right, and so in some ways, it's okay. just as difficult. Um, as as before, um, but the access is uh, made to all who are willing, you know, and so he's opened it up to the Gentiles and to all who would uh, come before God. And so, so we got this holy nation, uh, which leads us into holy people, right? And so this idea of, you know, we are holy people and uh, we are called to be uh, to be ones who live out um, our our calling as God's people, as holy people. So, First Peter one uh, says that we are not to be conformed to the passions of our former ignorance, but as He who has called you is holy, so also you be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, "Be holy, for I am holy." So this idea of that we are to live out as people um, who are saved by a holy God, we are to live out, our conduct is to be that of holy people. Uh, And holy people make up a holy church, right? And so we're called to be a holy church in Ephesians. It says, so that you are no longer strangers or aliens, but are citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone and whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple into the Lord. So uh, I, I don't have time to dive into this whole verse, but this uh, he, he's saying that this, this he's using this analogy of this house and it's built upon uh, this foundation that is made up of the apostles and the prophets and ultimately built upon Christ Jesus himself is the cornerstone. 
He's the one who is the the first block of this this foundation is Jesus Christ, but it's built upon the apostles and upon uh, the prophets, and this whole structure is being built uh, as a holy temple of the Lord. So we, as the church, are this holy temple uh, unto the Lord of this uh, this picture of what we are to be called to, and so. Later in Ephesians, he says that that ye might sanctify uh, her, talking about the church, having cleansed her by the washing of the water of the word, so that he might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. So um, we as holy people are to live out um, what it means to be a holy church. Uh, We do that in unity. So it's not just this... Oh, I'm a holy person. Mm, we are other together. We are exactly. Man, that's a great way of saying that. Yeah, we are other together. Man, that's really good. Hey. <laughs> that's I love that. I gave him one. <laughs> no, that's awesome. I love that phrase. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that. Keep uh, it in your back pocket. Yeah, we are other together. Yeah, this this idea of unity um mm-hmm. and this um this idea of we are unified in a holy God and that makes us holy people and the unity of us all as holy people make uh, up a holy church. groundwork for all of these others we have other time we've talked about mm-hmm. and um uh, other place mm-hmm. um other nation and people which has then now given us mm-hmm. an, another church right another yeah. church where we're, we're we are other together mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and thinking about this this as a framework um recognizing that the ultimate goal of god's redemptive work is new creation okay so God set Adam and Eve in the garden and set them in a holy garden. It was distinct. It was set apart. Mm-hmm. And through sin and rebellion against God, uh, creation was became full of sin and became separate from God. And so this idea that the work that God is doing ultimately in uh, in this world is about God creating a new heaven and earth where everything and everyone is holy. Uh, okay. okay. Everything is other. Mm-hmm. Everything mm-hmm. is other. Yeah. But other in moral purity as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. In moral purity, yeah. So there's this really powerful verse in Zechariah chapter 14 that that really depicts what this is going to look like. Um, and it's talking about new heavens and new earth. It says, On that day there shall be inscribed on the bells of the horses, Holy is the Lord. And on the pots in the house of the Lord shall be as the bowls before the altar. And every pot in Jerusalem and Judea shall be holy to the Lord of hosts. Okay, so it's this idea from from the most basic thing that there is they will be holy it will be holy because why because the lord will be there 
right? And so, new heavens, new earth, this uh, this this time where God has made all things new is about God reunifying uh, humanity with Himself, and so that everything by 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 that very fact is now made holy. Getting back to that garden state, mm-hmm. yes, where yeah. everything, every place, every person, everything, yeah. is holy. Yes, and that is understanding that as the ultimate goal. Um, so. This framework is really helpful, uh, I think, because you know a lot of quote unquote holiness people, they define themselves by what they are against, and not what they're for. Okay. So we're against this. We're against this. We're against that. That's bad. That's bad. That's sin. That's unright. And that's that's not wrong. Mm-hmm. But we want to say that um, those things aren't all that holiness is about. Holiness is not just about the uh, otherness for the sake of otherness and for the sake of saying um, we're not like that, but it's uh, also about pushing into the holiness of God and the otherness of God and the... That purity. That purity of God, right? Mm -hmm. So... It has this twofold thing, so it's not just oh we're we're against uh, wickedness and we're against mm-hmm. unrighteousness. Yes, we are, but we're also all about the purity and righteousness and 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 living uh, out a, a life that is is uh, characterized by those things. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Morally pure. When people look at you, right, they can tell by not just what you're against, mm-hmm. but what you're for and how you are other sure sure mm-hmm. sure sure mm-hmm. and you know in real practical ways you know a lot of holiness uh, uh people they're identified by dress mm-hmm. or by the way that they um you know have a standard of dress and as part of our call to otherness it impl- it involves the way that we dress like it involves by definition otherness holiness mm-hmm. and it needs to involve everything of our lives right so it includes that but holiness is is more than just identifying yourself with a way of dressing mm. it's about identifying yourself the way you live yes because if there are other part if there are different sections of your life that are not other mm-hmm. they will probably show up more than what is visible oh yeah for mm. sure yeah okay. you can you can be quote unquote holiness and st- in a standard of address mm, have a terrible attitude <laughs> yes views way further exactly in the reach of what's right. visible sure mm-hmm. yeah and you know that's what uh peter said in um uh, talking about that we are to be holy in our conduct mm-hmm. and that word literally means like conversation or way of of speaking a way of life like um that we are to be holy in uh in our separate distinct in all of who we are not just an outward portrayal of it. It will include that by necessity, but we can't stop there at that at that surface level. And so, I, I, I just saying that that it's a very limited view of holiness. It's a very surface level of holiness that identifies only with an exterior um, way of. Defining what holiness is. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
And what I want to say is that holiness is about identifying with a whole life that is separate unto God. And that and includes morally. your dress. Mm-hmm. And that, but that also includes your, uh, your you, speech, your conduct, sure. everything. Yeah. So, so are you wholly uh, separate from this world, right, in your conversation? Are you wholly in your, um, you know, social media interactions? Mm-hmm. Are you wholly in your uh, way of uh, thinking, right, about what is success and uh, about the life? Are you wholly in your entertainment? Like, there's so many, like, as m- much as part of who we are, like, all of that is called to be holy. And that's so much deeper than just doing an outward mm-hmm. standard. Like, that's so much, uh, it's so much, um, I don't know how to say it other than to say, like, it it reaches to who we are more than just what we can portray. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're called to be. And so, the, uh, the work of Christ um, is about transforming sinful people into holy people. That is the work of the Spirit in our life, is that we would be conformed into His likeness. And that transformation then makes us holy agents, that we are agents of spreading holiness in this world. And again, that goes beyond just an exterior. Um, It includes that, but it goes beyond that. And that we are agents of spreading a holiness uh, of a holy way of thinking, a holy way of, um, you know, acting, a holy way of um, our motives. I mean, like, like you just, it's deeper. (laughs) It's a lot deeper than what we often want to make it. We often want to make it this exterior, simple, like, just do this and you're done. And uh, I want to say that, man, God wants to do so much more in us uh, by making us holy um, in in areas that aren't aren't easy to make holy overnight. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know, yes. um, that are that require a a a work of the Spirit that takes time of submitting my will to that of God to make me holy. Um, so that idea of you know i find that those who are that are really the holiest recognize how unholy they are wow and those who think they are the holiest often aren't mm-hmm. because they they think that by their 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 much efforts that they can they can become holy and they miss the point entirely that I am holy only because he is holy. And so because he is holy, he's called me to be holy. And I do that out of a reverence for who he is. Not a reverence for anybody else, but I do it out of a reverence for who he is and what he's called me to be in this world. So, as people who are uh, redeemed by Christ, we are set apart, 
We are, have been made holy, distinct, uh, based upon our relationship with God and in Christ. And so we deserve no credit for our holiness, um, but it's the holiness of Christ within us that results in our lives continually being conformed into the image of His holiness. This process of holiness is not a one in which like you arrive to. It's a continual process. Like that's exactly what Paul, uh, you know, I haven't arrived, right? You know, uh, I haven't attained. It's yeah. not something that you build. Mm. It's something that you are going to, mm-hmm. right? Am I right there? It's not because you can build something and be proud of it. Mm. But if you're trying to get somewhere, mm-hmm. which we will eventually one day get to, but it's sure. a con- it's a consistent journey. Yeah. There's a difference there. Am I right there? And yeah. Kind of breaking that, the difference between building something and traveling to something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's a, um, let's go back to that analogy. I think this might be helpful. So going back to the analogy of the moon. Yes. Reflecting. So just like the moon has, you have this quarter moon and this half moon mm-hmm. and this full moon. Yes. They're all different degrees of reflecting what is the other. And that process of continuing to allow God to reflect in me his holiness is one we're never going to get to 100% of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, until We're never going to become the sun. Right, right. Okay. But, but allowing the Spirit of God to continue to uh, grow us and to, um, you know, use that word build, um, that, that, that we would reflect more and more and more of who he is in our character and our conduct and our way of living. Um, that is the pursuit of a holy life. The pursuit of a holy life is one in which says, God, I want to reflect more of your holiness. I want to reflect more of your holiness. I don't do it perfectly. I mess up at reflecting that, but my, I, 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 I desire that. And when I do mess up that, in that, I, I repent and I, uh, you know, I, I come back to you as the source of my holiness to, uh, to help me to reflect that more and more. And so, yeah, it's. It is a, a, a lifelong process and um, one that should be not seen as um, a duty, but a uh, an awesome uh, privilege that mm. I get to reflect the sun. I don't deserve who who am I to reflect a holy God in this world? Like I am nothing to reflect a holy God. Uh, but it's a humbling thing that I get to do that. And I get to ref- I get to to live out other in this world and um when I really should be just like everybody else, I should be following after the passions of my I should be uh you know, living for uh you know, dead in my trespasses and sins, but because of what Christ has done to me, I get this privilege to live out a holy life before him. And uh, real quickly here, uh, in conclusion, I know we've gone a little bit long. Um, it's a big subject, uh, and so uh, thank you for sticking with us this far. Uh, but I want to give just real quickly three biblical signs of a holy life, okay? Uh, and then we'll, we'll uh, end. But so, one, if you're growing holier, we are growing more... Uh, fruit of the Spirit. So, 
if we're growing holier, we're also growing more fruit of the Spirit. And I get that from Colossians chapter 3, where it says, Put on then, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, patience, bearing with one another. And if one has complaint against you, forgive each other, as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. So it's this idea of, because you're chosen by God and you're holy, you reflect that by being compassionate, by being kind, by being humble, by being meek, by being patient, by bearing with one another even when they've done you wrong, just as God has done all of those things for us, right, as he's uh, been patient with us and he has showed compassion towards us and he has uh, forgiven us. And so this idea of the fruit of the Spirit being a real indicator of a holy life. A holy life is uh, is revealed by uh, uh, by the fruit of the spirit, uh, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, all these 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 attributes of the spirit. A holy life is seen through a life of the spirit. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's a really good indicator of a holy life um, beyond just a, an exterior, but those things flow from an interior as well. So, and then too, if we're uh, to grow holier, we are growing more Christ-like in our thinking. So as we grow holier, we grow more Christ-like in the way that we think. Um, and that's uh, get that from Ephesians 4, where it says, Put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires, and be renewed in the spirit of your minds, and put on the new self created after the likeness of God in righteousness and holiness. So he's saying, put off that old carnal self that is um, corrupt and has deceitful desires, and instead be renewed in the spirit of your mind, in the way that you think. And that way that you think will create within you a, uh, a pattern of living righteous and living holy before God. Um, holiness is really about a separate mindset. Like, holiness at its core is about thinking differently than this world and thinking other than this world. Uh, And so the process of becoming holy must include our thinking. And Paul says that same thing in Romans chapter 12, where he talks about how that we're not to be conformed to this world, but we're to be transformed transformed by the renewing of our mind. Right. So the way that we are uh, transformed into holy creatures Mm -hmm. Uh, as reflected creatures of the holiness of God, the way that happens is in our minds and the way that we think. Um, And uh, And we have control over that. Yes. Yes, we do. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And we, uh, what we feed our minds will, Mm -hmm. will, and will be a huge indicator in what, and, and how uh, we uh, think. And so, uh, how can you think holy and not read your Bible, mm-hmm. right? How can you think holy and not pray, right? And so um, you want to be holy uh, like he is holy. That mindset has to be one of which is uh, 
biblically uh, founded. And then lastly, uh, if we're going to grow holier, uh, we are growing in our love for God. And so uh, that's what Jude said. Uh, he he uses that uh, analogy you talked about of building, and he says, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keeping yourself in the love of God, waiting for the mercies of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. And so this holy faith is built up in the Spirit as we pray and we keep ourselves in the love of God, like as we keep our heart and our uh, our our passions, our loves. Um, and we keep our first love in God, um, that will keep us uh, and help us to remain holy uh, before Him in this world that is constantly pulling at our loves, that is constantly pulling at our um, our passions, you know, and keeping those um, built upon uh, Christ is what will enable us to remain holy and to uh, to continue to grow in our holiness. And so, what is holiness? <laughs> well, I think we found that definition today. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a big topic and it's a one that um uh is one that we should pursue to live out a holy life. And though some may uh have given holiness a bad name, God is holy. And we can't throw the baby out with the bathwater on that one. Uh, you, we can't, we can't, uh, we can't uh, get around the call to live holy uh, as people who are uh, called by God and are redeemed by God. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Questions of Faith podcast. If you like what you've heard, please consider subscribing and write a review on your preferred audio platform. That would really help us out. This show was produced by Brad Stevens, theme music by the band Liquify. Questions of Faith is a ministry of Faith Tabernacle Assembly of God located in Denton, Texas. The goal of this podcast is to equip the modern day Christian with answers to timeless questions. If you would like to submit a question that may be highlighted on the show, you may do so by emailing us. That email address is questions at ftdenton.com. You may also submit a question by messaging our Facebook page, Questions of Faith Podcast. And until next Monday, God bless.